0: Musician David Crosby tweeted that Bruce Springsteen, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, Jackson Brown, and the Eagles should all perform at a benefit for Joe Biden. Well, that'll certainly fix the misconception that Biden really only appeals to old white guys.
1: Who? Who are they? Uh, Republican Senator Lamar Alexander is urging President Trump to wear a mask in public more often. Good luck. I've been asking him to cover up his face for years, said Melania.
0: Sarah Huckabee Sanders is releasing a book this fall called Speaking for Myself, although the publishers wanted to call it The Catcher in the Lie. (laughs) (laughs) Told you it was a good one.
1: Uh, You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) A St. Louis couple came out of the up, a St. Louis couple. uh, You've seen the meme. The woman looks like Pugsley Adams in that black and white. Yeah, we might
0: do the whole show on
1: that. Uh, a, a St. Louis couple came out of their upscale home and pointed a pistol, an AR-15 at Black Lives Matter's protesters. Uh, to be fair, they were already agitated after the maid didn't make a big enough batch of pina coladas.
0: You laugh, but down here in Orange County, that, uh, that is something that would bring you up in arms. Uh, last week, it was announced that the Aunt Jemima brand of syrup will change its name and remove its main image because it was based on a racial stereotype. They've now announced their new brand, a Very Medea Maple Syrup. <laughs> Told
2: you that Welcome one was that good one too.
0: too. <laughs> two for two for Tamra's jokes from last week. Does the Trump report start now? No, yeah. no, no, Tamra's got another one. Wait, I do? Yeah, the South Korean government. It should be good. <laughs>
1: Oh! Oh! Okay. It can't be found. Is for that the joke? Co- <laughs> for some reason. Okay. For some reason. Uh, the South Korean government has advised citizens to carry a surgical mask for normal use and a heavy-duty mask for crowded situations. Uh, for reference, this is kind of like how people in Alabama uh, carry a bottle of ranch for normal use and a buffalo ranch for special occasions. <laughs>
0: And finally, President Trump is promising Americans a second coronavirus stimulus check, and he has hinted that the next stimulus package will be very generous. That's right, this time I'm even sending chicks to minorities. The Trump Report starts now.
1: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now,
0: let the buzz begin. Welcome to the Trump Report. At a, I was gonna say a special time, but really just an hour later. But thank you to uh, everyone who waited an extra hour for us to be back in your lives. I am Christian Blad, joined by my fellow mirth maker, the one, the only Tamara Brown. Hey there. She gets and a round of applause today. I, I, I saved those jokes from the cutting room floor because we ran it, we didn't really have time for jokes last week. And I'm like, no, I stand by these jokes. And of course, Chelsea Galicia with some uh, quick on her feet improv. Why, uh, thank you. You clearly uh, spent some time at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Uh, you at least did level one. It was it was apparent there. Uh, so, kind of. The kind place of. over on Hollywood, which one's that one? Yeah, that's the one.
2: No, no, no maybe uh, this. I.O. I.O was
0: yeah, on that, Yeah, that's improv. Yeah, it used or to be called Second, improv. Second City. There. Second
2: City, that's the one that I did, guys, years ago, but I'm glad those skills uh, came in handy
0: today. <laughs> That's right. Because there's one thing that Chelsea Galicia does. It's always a firm. So we, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but um, remember how coronavirus was went away? Do you guys remember that, right? That was so awesome. I was so excited. Uh, I mean, I even got my hair cut. So clearly I was, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was like, oh, this is so great. I'm so, I'm so glad. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I was just like, Oh, it's so great that we, you know, remember, Hey guys, remember Corona? I was already with all those memes. Um, yeah, apparently it's still around. Um, and, uh, we live in a state where, uh, it's around a lot, but we don't live in uh, Florida or Texas where, uh, you know, come on. You think that, uh, either of those governors want to actually get in front of reporters and cameras and say, yeah, we uh, we got to notch it back a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, bars have to close, uh, wear a mask. But anyway, I got to go. You know, <laughs> they really, nobody's making you wear masks at this point. I think some mayors are. Um, so I don't know. I mean, all you can do is make light of uh, how cavalier some of these things uh, were. But uh, you see facts like new coronavirus cases surged nearly 50% in just the last week. Uh, 31 states are seeing an uptick and um, Arizona is the latest hotspot. Uh, they've uh, closed bars, gyms, and water parks. And um, I heard of uh, of someone giving an account of going to a water park in Florida. I mean, those shouldn't have been open last year, you know, when there was no virus, you know, I mean, except for the virus that like lives in the water at the water park. So, um. I think that's the least you can do is close the water parks. Uh, and uh, Dr. Fauci, remember him? Maybe not. But uh, he says that uh, we could get to a hundred thousand new cases every day compared to 40,000 now, which, you know, 40,000 sounds pretty good when the alternative is a hundred. But uh, the, I think the most surprising thing that Dr. Fauci says, it could get very bad. So what's this, <laughs> this, this is the, this is like, I, this is a, this is okay. You don't have to worry about this. So um, we get all this news and uh, you know, we're in Southern California where I think all they've done so far is no bars. Bars were open for two weeks. So I hope you got all your drinking in. And uh, the, uh, at least in Los Angeles County, the beaches aren't open for 4th of July. So I think that's all we're going to do so Tamra, we're gonna we're gonna beat Corona next week, right? So everything's gonna be back to normal. Movie theaters can open after that. You're, that has yeah. to be right, right?
1: I mean, question. If our city council members had their way, then yes, we'd uh kissing booths would be open once again. Um, you know, it's just I, I the viral videos that go uh around now of everybody freaking out in a Trader Joe's um the signs that i'm just talking about la where businesses have posted they've had to close locations um not for safety reasons but because uh their employees are being tormented by customers who refuse to comply with the rules who won't wear a mask or um just do the things that they're asked of it's unbelievable how you know people are so stubborn even in a life or death situation they're just completely stubborn and they're must mistreating the employees and you know i heard um uh on our uh npr station i was listening to yesterday people who work in the service industry were calling in and saying how the people that are going out to restaurants are the worst people and that only makes sense like of course it's your most high maintenance customers that are the ones that are going out going no i needed my sizzling southwest egg rolls with goddess dressing uh and i don't understand why uh you haven't been refilling my water glass in a timely manner no tip for you you know of course it's those people that are the ones that are having to defy the suggestions of safety and it's i don't know it's the employees that i feel bad for
0: uh, Chelsea as uh, as as you hear uh, all of all, all of these uh, you know states that are some of it's surprising you know Texas and Florida being the ones that it, 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 it's like oh now you care uh, and and Arizona I mean here's the thing about Arizona anybody's ever been to Arizona knows that general population is already a little bit older anyway I mean it's you know people that don't want to live cold places anymore because who else wants to live where it's 117 degrees? apart from people who never put on their air conditioning, you know? So what do you think when you you see all of this and uh, 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 what are your thoughts, you know, for, for, what does it mean to us in Southern California?
2: You know, it's so, what's so fascinating to me on the bigger picture is how, you know, Trump is the personification of like me, me, me on an individual level, on like a country, on a national level where it's just all about me or, us here in the, in the, in the United States. Um, and then, so people are reflecting that. It's all about me, my comfort uh, or discomfort in wearing a mask and my freedoms. And I think, or perhaps I'm more like hoping, I don't know if this can, um, I, I think I'm hoping that in a year from now, we look back at this time that this was the beginning of the death of the strictly me thinking, and the rise of we thinking. Or I should say not a rise, but a return to. Because before before America, long I mean, we acknowledge that we were societal, tribal, community, social beings. And uh, the American ideal of individualism took over um, like to an insane degree. And it's showing up right now in this example, either beautifully or in a nightmarish sense, whichever way you mm-hmm. see. But do you I think,
0: think that's why so many European countries uh, have managed to get the virus. You know, look, they absolutely. have much smaller, they have much smaller populations than we do. But, you know, the chart that we have that kind of goes this way and then they have the one that, you know, for those that are watching, there's, it's you know, we've all seen that graphic uh, usually with president trump's face in between the two spots but uh yeah i mean i i think that what you're saying there's something to be said it's funny cuz you were saying like you know for america to go back to the way it was and i'm like oh yeah before the 80s but no you're talking about you know going back 244 years before america was an america you know so yeah. that's really what you're calling for
2: well i mean i'm not saying that let's get rid of the country of the united states of america but let's Let's go back and, and we yes, we have an appreciation for individualism and personal responsibility. Yes, that's all good. But that also needs to be balanced by our responsibility to each other because it's not just a responsibility that we have to give up something for the greater good, we also get something from the greater good. So a return to that appreciation for how much we are interdependent human beings on one another. Um, I, I hope that that this is like the last gasping, you know, breath of a dying
0: monster um, called obsession with self. Oh, see, now again, I thought you were talking about the Trump administration, so I, I got very well, that's confused. That's also as to a which symptom talking about. That's a
2: symptom of this monster.
0: Hey, uh, Tamara, do you think? You know, look, I think uh, generally the conventional wisdom is that wearing the masks out in public in particular, that is for the safety of other people around you in, in case you might have it and don't know. If the, well, science is such a bad word in, the, in like a lot of this country, but if there was proof that no, no, if you don't wear it, you yourself are going to die. That's probably when at least some more people would care. The idea of like, well, you should look out for the safety of other people. And they're just like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to get weird tan lines.
1: Uh, I, I don't think that's how non-mask people are looking at it. I don't, I don't think, I think they are, I think they're doing the opposite of what you're asking. Like, I think people who refuse to wear masks are thinking, I, I'm safe, why would I, I don't need one. Because I've been getting in a few social media threads with people who think that they have the right not to wear a mask. And I, I just keep repeating over and over and over again, I get that you don't believe it works. Let's say that masks are ridiculous. What's the harm in wearing one out of courtesy, out of respect for everybody else in your community? And they will not answer the question. They just double down on uh, this is the documentation that proves that there's no, it prevents no germs. It just, it doesn't, they just double down on it doesn't work and I'll just keep repeating. I understand that that's what you're saying. But for other people, but I so honestly, I don't think that people who refuse to wear masks are considering that this is for for other people. They're they're just solely thinking of, I don't need it, so I'm not wearing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes your justification is, uh, oh, I don't wear them because uh, I don't believe in it. You know, it's just sort of that simple. Uh, You know, uh, President Trump has to, at this point, Be aware that people are trying to encourage him to support them and maybe even wear one. And the only reason why I say he has to be aware now is because uh, Fox and Friends actually said, you know, uh, it would just set a good example, uh, is the quote from. So that's the only way you can be sure he gets a piece of information is if it is said on Fox and Friends.
1: Certainly Uh, not in a Department of Justice briefing.
0: No, no. Now, if Fox and Friends were to read that, then you know odds are pretty good, um, but uh, yeah. So if if Steve Ducey says it, that's going to mean more than any uh, heads of of, of state. Um, but you know then then Ducey went. He tried to be too cute when he said MAGA should stand for masks are great again. I just you know that. I don't, although you know what, if that's what convinces him, sure. But Were masks uh,
1: great at one point.
0: I mean, <laughs> in 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 the in the Wild West, sure. I mean, you try robbing a stagecoach without one.
1: Fair, yeah.
0: you know. I imagine the Lone Ranger if he didn't wear a mask, he'd just be a guy in a silly hat. Um, but I don't know that. Uh, I, I I I don't know that. Uh, I think that he's dug in now with the you know when when you're you're courting people who can support you when you, I'm using air quotes, accidentally retweet a video where someone yells white power. When you're doing, when those are the people you're catering to, you have to just not wear masks. And I mean, as Trump, I'm saying that that has to be what the thinking is. Despite the fact that you read about how many, how much they sanitize anywhere he goes, how much uh, testing there is for people around him. So clearly he knows that it's something, you know, because we've talked about it, I think as recently as last week, does he look like he could survive any kind of illness and i just mean from a physical standpoint he is he is not in good shape i don't think joe biden looks particularly healthy either i, I you know but at, at at least he's not morbidly obese so the interesting is this thing would be what the be,
2: presidential race is going to come down to we're just going to give them both coronavirus and whoever survives wins
1: it's a little like uh, american gladiators they have to go through a, a, a obstacle course
0: yeah, yeah, Fight exactly. With those
1: giant Q-tip things.
0: But you know what? You just use the phrase "presidential race." Let's just see who can run faster. Like, like I don't know, a kilometer. I I don't I I don't a, a few. I, I, that sounds too much actually. Let's just see who can run faster, and 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 then that'll be the new standard. Uh, but as we've talked about, when President Trump accepts the nomination which is always weird when you're running for re-election that uh you know he's like well i'm not gonna do it in north carolina because those squares want me to wear a mask well now the city of jacksonville where he is expected to uh, accept the nomination is actually uh, mandating that people wear their masks but i mean that's not gonna stop him i mean the do you let's put it this way do you think we'll ever see donald trump wearing a mask i'll ask you first, Chelsea. ever
2: i don't i just i I just can't my
0: answer is no because probably we've seen pence do it but he's it's just when
2: he's giving his baghazi style uh testimony in front of congress because i hope that this situation about the bounties on American hmm, soldiers sure gets investigated to the same degree
0: Benghazi was. Um uh, what do you think, Tamara? Do you think that uh we'll ever I see think, Donald Trump wearing a mask?
1: Yeah, I think if um uh Ivanka's fashion brand starts making
0: Ooh. masks and and you know
1: he needs to promote them uh very good, very high quality masks, then yes he would start wearing one.
0: Well, let us know what you think in the chat. Um, I am convinced that we'll never see him wear one. If if Ivanka starts making fashionable masks for ladies, you'll see Pence wearing those too, just because, uh, you know, I, I think that that's, that's basically how Trump, that's, that's what he thinks that Pence is there for.
2: Or you know? if they give him a gold-plated mask?
0: Well, if they give him a mask that has a Kentucky fried chicken double down inside of it. So yes, it's, it becomes a feed bag.
1: It's like a bridle. He just, yeah, absolutely. From the inside. That's exactly what it will sound like.
0: Just more slurping. Uh, so you, uh, you alluded to it, uh, Chelsea and, uh, you know, president, Chump, Pre- president Trump, where's that been? Where's that been for three and a half years just now accidentally, uh, president Trump, tweeted that uh, claims that uh, in, in, in the, from the intelligence community that Russia paid the Taliban to kill U.S. troops. He, qua- he characterized that as, quote, wishful thinking as families of three Marines burned alive in attack, which led to the plot being exposed, uh, demanding justice. So he's saying that that's wishful thinking, that uh, that's what this was. Um, I mean, there's no tone anymore to refer to you know tone deaf but i mean there's there's always a way to talk yourself out of almost anything but he always manages to find the way that is just like so as we hear about this chelsea since you brought it up earlier i wanted to let you go first on this this idea that russia was paying the taliban putting a bounty on uh, american soldiers just the fact that we're getting this reporting we're having President Trump say that it was, I think first it was, nobody ever told me to, I didn't get that far in the briefings, you know, because the, the excuse is, I didn't read it, I didn't hear it, uh, which that goes back to the video I referenced where somebody chatted white power. So uh, what do you think about this story on its merits and then the White House's response to it, Chelsea?
2: Okay, let's first imagine that this story came out during the Obama administration. It, it, if, even if it was a rumor, even if it was like a, 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 a one intelligence report from the least credible agency that there is out there, it would be nonstop CNN. 24-hour news. Even if there was conflicting intelligence about it, that means that there was something there something worth investigating and he did nothing either because he didn't hear about he didn't read about it i mean I, I don't think it's been argued that it wasn't provided to him in writing the issue is he doesn't like reading and then he wants to hear everything but then people are afraid to tell him what he doesn't want to hear because and they're afraid they're going to get fired. So this is a terrible commander in chief. How, how do you not read this stuff, how, I, that you put people in the position where they're afraid to tell you the truth, or even that there's a possibility? If, there, if this, if this had just been like a rumor, if this was like a, a mustard seed size of like could be truth, That is worth investigating with everything that we have. And the fact that we're caught on the part about, well, did he know about it, is so silly, because that's not the issue here. The issue is, he should have known about it. It was his own negligence in this position that caused him to not know about it if he didn't, or not do anything about it. It was his job to know it was happening, and his job to do something about it, to look into to see whether these intelligence, these conflicting intelligence reports, if any of them were accurate. But the fact that it had Russia on the other end certainly makes you think, well, maybe that's part of the reason why he didn't. Either way, whichever way you look at this, this, this has to be sort of the Hillary-Benghazi equivalent. Of the Trump administration. And if he's not held to that same rigorous investigation, then right. I don't believe anybody who says that they care about our
1: troops. And he better be very careful uh, once the speeches come about or at any point. You know, as much as um, the right likes to tout this love, deep appreciation, the military, the military, the troops, they hold them up um, on this. pedestal pedestal that they don't back up with action so he better be very careful the next time in a speech he touts his love for the troops because somebody is going to say well now that you mention it let's talk about the troops and how did we not hear about this
2: incident that happened they were burned alive like I, yeah. I mean i I read the news from different sources. I'm sure it was somewhere out there, but it, yeah, it,
0: well, my understanding is that this was an ongoing investigation that hadn't concluded yet. So that I mean, you know, look, that might be why the maybe where are these
1: people's th- families?
0: Well, yeah, but well, yeah, but maybe there are people in the media that were hanging on to it for whatever reason. You never know why the the people involved just maybe didn't want to talk about it, but you're right. Uh, Tamara, back to Chelsea's earlier point, the idea that he doesn't like to read and that, you know, he's not going to see anything. like We get that. But there needs to be somebody that's like, uh, you know, Mr. President, there's this this thing that you should actually know about because someone might ask you about it. It just turned out that they didn't ask him about it for like a year. But there it ought to be somebody's job. To for you know, first of all, for any president, because even a president who likes to read, you're not going to necessarily see everything because,
2: yeah, the position is called bad news bears and he can't get fired for delivering bad news.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, there it it should be some kind of, yeah, that should be like the, the, it should be a nonpartisan lifetime appointment, you know, where you're like, your job is like, uh, oh, uh, you know, at, uh, you know, Wednesdays at uh, 5 30, bad news Barry is going to come in. And uh, he's going to tell you some stuff that you don't want to hear, but other people might ask you about it, so you're going to need to. Dig- I was like, oh, you can't a-.
2: fire him because right, you can't still- can't mm-hmm.
0: fire him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, and it is surprising. Like Ben Barry saying. has
1: to present it to him, like in song and dance form, just to well, soften, just soften yeah, the blow.
0: It'll make it a little bit better, you know. It's like. <sighs>
1: Or, you know what? No, I think it would be bad news Becky because she'd have to come in for, for oh, Trump yeah. and what, what would get his attention. Bad news Becky is going to uh, have to come in, you know, dress like a, like a Russian uh, call girl and tell him all the things that he otherwise wouldn't pay attention to.
2: And the next thing that I think is going to happen is that Trump is going to say he talked to Putin
0: about it and Putin denied it. And, yeah. and so end of story. By the way, that could be true. He could have talked to Putin about it. Putin could have denied it. That, that part, that's probably the most believable part of this, you know, if, if that were to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's just the, the, the response to it, I think, is more troubling than the fact that, I mean, it's not more troubling than the fact that this happened, sort of the whether or not he knew about it, just the, just the response. Um, if that happened uh, anywhere, if that incident
2: happened anywhere. Yeah. You wouldn't want your commander in chief to know about that. Like he wouldn't think that is his obligation.
0: Right. And, uh, speaking on this, uh, stressing the obvious, uh, John Bolton said that Trump's denial of the Russian bounty intelligence briefing shows his fundamental focus is not on U S security. Oh, you think that that's not where he's focused. Do you think that, you know, he's pretty much only focused on, like, I think he thinks his job is running for reelection. I don't think he thinks he actually has to do anything other than that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, let us know what you think. I want to make sure that we talk about the Supreme court. Uh, I know uh, Tamara, you in particular were interested. I wanted to start with the, uh, the ruling a few days ago, that struck down this restrictive abortion law in Louisiana that I, I, I think my understanding of it is there would have been one abortion provider in Louisiana because this was another one. It's similar to a Texas case from a few years ago, which the Supreme Court also struck down, which was that you need to have admitting privileges at a hospital to mm-hmm. perform an abortion.
2: And, and uh, the reason why this, this one got struck down is because of the Texas one got struck yeah.
0: down, right? So uh, and so, Tamara, I wanted to uh, let you chime in on yeah. this, and then I have so, some some legal questions for Chelsea.
1: So we've had some uh, wins for for the more liberal side from the Supreme Court lately. There was um, a vote to. Um, protect LGBTQ rights um, as far as business dis- discrimination from businesses, um, protections for uh, DACA recipients, um, at least for the time being. And then also um, this, um, a sort of win, some might say, for, for people that are pro-choice. So those, that seems great for the um, more left-leaning uh, voter. Which, and, and surprising considering that our, you know, obviously our Supreme court is um, has a five, four conservative majority, but what we is not getting as, as much attention is um there also was a uh, a vote about the um the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and how um, you know, the Republicans ever since that 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 started to protect Americans from from credit card fraud and, you know, mortgage fraud. It's one of the the things that came about after the more uh, after the Great Recession in order to protect consumers from, you know, shady policies. And, you know, of course, Republicans continue to put more and more protections on corporate interests, and that is what is making the middle class disappear further and further and further. So anyway, um, the the Supreme Court just ruled that uh, the president does now have the authority to take the director of the Consumer Financial Bureau, take them out. It's it's just it's just. Um, a dangerous blow to consumer protection because this just means that you know again it's it's like an administrative position any anybody can put whatever wall street executive that's funneling money into uh governments can put them into that position to make sure that you know businesses aren't having to have any sort of oversight any sort of uh policing i hate to use that word now because now that has such a negative connotation but you know, corporations need to be policed so that they're not screwing the American people, which they are currently more and more allowed to do. So anyway, my point is that, you know, everybody's very excited and applauding the Supreme Court, but let's not forget what they are uh, doing, which maybe these aren't as exciting uh, moves as as the other ones, but they are still extremely important. So the Supreme Court is, um, they're still they're still showing their conservative side by making sure that the rich get richer. That's all. Right. And I
0: think the consistent thing that you're seeing from this court is that uh, Brett Kavanaugh always votes exactly the way you would expect him to. And the way that I always expect him to vote is that uh, if he votes as quick as possible, he can still make it downstairs for happy hour. So Uh, I think Neil Gorsuch has been a little bit of a surprise on occasion, but specifically for this Louisiana case, Chelsea, I wanted to bring up the fact that it was John Roberts who was the, you know, who dissented from the other conservatives. And I think that it might actually, you know, there've been a few of these. I mean, he did this on the Affordable Care Act. I think that he might actually be someone who does take the law and press it into considerations and, you know, look, they're all supposed to be able to push some personal misgivings or opinions aside. But when you see this sort of consistently, I mean, conservatives hate him. And I think that, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's almost like officiating in sports. You know, If like, if, if, if both sides were to hate you equally, it's like, well, you're probably good at your job. Um, and obviously, look, there's plenty of things about John Roberts that, that liberals have to, uh, you know, be uh, upset about. But this one in particular is like, look, there's this precedent from this other case. We're not going to undo that precedent. Yeah. So what are your thoughts just sort of about this specific ruling and what that says to you about John Roberts?
2: I mean, people want it on the surface because it looks like he voted for to be pro choice right that's on the very surface that's what it looked like but he didn't actually vote that way he voted for precedent he voted for the principle of stare decisis he he was himself on the court when the texas case was decided not even that long ago and he was against the 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 ruling that they that they came to which was to strike down this this rule that, or law that uh, prohibited doctors from performing abortions unless they had admitting privileges at an nearby hospital. So he disagreed with that ruling. And yet in this case, he had to strike down the same law because that was a precedent that was set in the Texas case. So if conservatives wanna be angry at him, it shouldn't be because he supports abortion because that's not what his ruling was about at all. It was about precedence. And I understand that most Americans don't realize the extent to which our jurisprudence relies on it, that it takes a big reason to shift. Like it can't just be like, oh, we decided this way a few years ago, but we just kind of feel differently about it now. Like there has to be outlined something that has changed uh, dramatically that would account for that shift. And that is a very conservative, actually, thing to do is is stick with tradition, right? So um, for that reason, he's, he's not super, he's not a hero of abortion rights people at all. He just appreciates precedent.
0: Uh, and then I wanted to talk about uh, the ruling from today, which was that uh, Montana is is not allowed to exclude religious schools from a state scholarship program. Uh, I mean, I understand this sort of on the micro level. I understand, you know, where you might want to rule that a, a, a religious school. I, I just think that in in some places like where I grew up, there were not a lot of schools. But you know, if you, it, the the Catholic school <laughs> was definitely definitely the better one you know there there were really two options there weren't wasn't really like you know, there's no prep school where i'm from i'm from the mean streets no but if you wanted your kid to go to a better school you were going to go to the catholic school and so if you know you needed some kind of scholarship for, I, I know so the point is that i can understand circumstances where saying well no you can't go to a religious school it's like well then the better school in in a specific area and they're just they're not saying that this is you know they didn't Make a ruling that says something for the state. They're just saying you can't do this for Montana. But uh, am I missing the bigger point? Just because I could think about the fact that, like, well, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to get some real learning done, maybe go to the to the the fancy religious school. Well,
2: I, you know, so this has to do with you know First Amendment that that the the, uh, the government is not supposed to be supporting any one religion, and that's why for a long time the separation between church and state has been taken seriously by a lot of states. They're like, we're not putting any taxpayer money towards anything that appears religious, understandable. But what the court is just saying is that it's not that these scholarships are only permissible for religious schools or only for say Christian schools. It's that these scholarships need to be available for schools period, religious, non-religious and But if they were to say oh but except for jewish schools now we would have a problem because the the law is is trying to benefit one religion over the other but even as a liberal i can understand the the legal basis for this decision now the practical consequences of it i really don't like because it seems to be like okay well now we can just ignore public schools and and be okay with defunding public schools because it's a way to get more money into religious schools. But just from a purely legal place, I understand this uh, decision and it makes some sense to me. But it's just saying, we're not for this religion or we're not for religion over non-religion, we're just equally scholarships to religious, non-religious and any religion
0: uh tamra do you think that uh a a country who claims to have separation of church and state should have on every piece of their currency in god we trust
1: uh do i think do i yeah you personally no i don't (laughs) i feel like i'm being uh um set up right now for Well, because it's not a
0: it's not a hugely (laughs) serious question (laughs) when i when i
1: run for pope 10 years from now and they're gonna find a clip of this and saying she doesn't want god on money
0: this Um, yeah you were gonna you were gonna be the the first they were gonna call you lady pope though they were gonna act like it was a different a different role that's the
1: hbo series i want to (laughs) see lady pope i'm gonna start writing hey
0: we all want to see it
1: um no, I, I don't think, uh, you know, that's part of Mississippi changing their flag right now. They're gonna take off um, the Confederate symbol, but they're very adamant that they want in God we trust on it somehow. Um, well, you know,
0: baby steps, you know. Yeah, I mean. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but it makes me wonder, any, any type of uh, um, debate about a religious school, I again, I think of Los Angeles and I'm imagining like there's going, there probably already is, a charter school that is very you know um new age spirituality based and
0: oh yeah kids learn
1: about what Why tiger's they- eye crystals or whatever and then there will become a, a debate will come up about whether or not this qualifies as a religious school when there is some ruling over you know what what schools um get this um service or not um
2: when the supreme court is the one deciding what counts as a religion oh they must have you know a god and they can't have
1: crystals or whatever exactly that's what i'm wondering like it's because i I feel like we're going to be asked having to deal deal with that question more and more as a growing number of people are finding there's you know like uh, uh, studies have said recently that millennials are less religious but more spiritual meaning you know following these sort of new agey practices of meditation and um finding I symbolism in on your
2: on your classification of what counts as you know as spiritual there's still some spiritual I mean they many believe in a god or they call it universe or they call it you know love mm-hmm. there's there's different you know names but to to make it all sound super hokey I think would be unfair mm-hmm. um certainly there could be some That are very hokey there are religions that i think are hokey but i don't get to say and unless we you know want to change the definition of a religion as long as it's a seriously held belief it apparently gets to fly because remember um you know that was i think it was that was a basis in hobby lobby of why they can deny birth control coverage because it was this it was a uh an honestly held um not honestly held but it was I, I can't forget the the, the term
1: religious right. conviction validly
2: held, held. so yeah it's a can of
0: worms well right. we only have a few moments but uh I wanted to uh, bring up something that uh Joe Biden was speaking about earlier today uh he was uh taking questions in Delaware because you know he doesn't Leave the state of Delaware, but why should he at this point? Uh, he was drawing a distinction between taking down Confederate statues and removing statues for our founding fathers. He was saying that the the government should protect monuments to Washington and Jefferson. Um, you know, he he did bungle a little bit though because he said George and Wheezy Jefferson, which is not who we were talking about. I don't think we should ever take down statues to them, but that's that's not really what the it's at issue here. Uh, it, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I understand the point that he's making because uh, he's trying to say like, you know, these, these are still our founding fathers and you can still say, well, look what they accomplished. Yes, they owned slaves in the late 18th century. And we're not saying that it, it, it's okay that they did because of the time, but it's just, you know, that's just what, that was a product of the times that they lived in. Uh, do you think, Tamara, that there's a there's a distinction if, if if people feel strongly enough and be like, no, George Washington is as bad as Jefferson Davis. Do you feel like, you know, and do you feel like people should be toppling these statues or should it be OK, we'll have the state legislator vote, legislature vote and then we'll remove them or or what are your thoughts on. Uh, on on this in my general. thoughts
1: are as a white person i have been abstaining from the statues uh debate i feel that um because uh i have the privilege of not being personally offended by i mean you know it is still offensive to honor a confederate um general no matter what what your um whether you're white or not but um when it comes to what Washington did in his life, should a statue come down i I just i think I'll leave that um to to people who are affected by the um repercussions of slavery um to decide and I also am not sure every time I see some article about well, now they're defacing the Lincoln Memorial and then you look it up and it's not true. There's a lot of yeah. claims right now about what is and isn't actually being defaced. I saw something shared earlier today about how the 9-11 memorial now is being defaced and I have a, I suspect that that's not correct. So
0: I think- Yeah, I mean, there are times where you do, like there. there's in New York, there's this, uh, in Washington Square Park, there's uh, something for George Washington that there. there's a photo of it that, but I know what you're saying that there's a lot of and that is usually a lot of the the argument usually when you don't have much to stand on is usually the oh what's next you know right. what are you going to take down now
1: and and there is also you know there and and the reason that i'm saying i i will i will be an ally to whatever um you know um, people of color feel is appropriate the reason that i say that is because there are probably some rogue you know uh People who, you know, teenagers might just destroy some sort of statue just because they want to, you know, f some, f some stuff up, and and it might not necessarily be supported by, um, of, people of color. or um, sure. That that should come down. So that's why I'm saying, um, yeah. you know, I I will support whatever decision, uh, is deemed appropriate.
0: Chelsea, do you think that uh, Joe Biden was playing smart politics there in drawing a distinction and uh, just saying, you know, well, you know, let's let's not be so quick to knock down the uh, the founding fathers because you know he didn't actually say, oh no, we can't. He's just like, uh, you know, uh, and what do you think about the idea of, you know, look, we we got we they got that. Uh, that Mississippi flag uh, turned over pretty quickly. And We always hear how slow processes are. It, it, it's like if, if there's enough of a of a movement behind you, you could you could have a vote tomorrow to take down a, a statue if that's how the the people feel. W- what are your thoughts in general? And I know we have to go after this topic, but uh, just I think
2: to let he you was wrong ahead. to to get into the weeds of this, and he should have come at this from a more wise perspective to say, this is what happens when for, you know, you can say decades that people have been asking for these monument, these statues to be taken down and they were just ignored. And so when you ignore, and this resentment grows and grows and grows, I mean, this is like a parent who nicely asks a child, come inside and the child doesn't listen. And so then the parent gets louder and louder and louder. And then by the time the parent explodes, then they seem like a crazy person. But it's like if, if the child would have paid attention and respected them to begin with, wouldn't have had to go crazy. I don't know, I'm not the parent. Christian does this sound like, <laughs> okay.
0: Right? So this- it sounds is- like something that might have happened earlier today before- Okay. Started,
2: so, so, I yes. mean, this is the same thing. When you have a, a, a large group of you know, oppressed and, inv- and people that are invalidated constantly, they're asking for this, they're asking for this and it gets swept under the rug, it gets ignored. Finally, when the temperatures just reach a boiling point, you're going to have a bit of an overreaction. And some statues that p- perhaps shouldn't be taken down will get taken down. But this is what happens when you ignore problems for too long. And it's an unfortunate um, consequence. And if we wanted to be more discerning about which statues should stay up and which shouldn't, we should have taken this seriously before. But now you can't get mad at like the parent who overreacts because they have been trying to nicely, gently ask, please come inside. And they were ignored. So I think Joe Biden would have been better off going on a larger level of like, hey, let's look at this as a bigger thing rather than, hey, well, let's, you know, this statue should be saved and that one. The time for that debate was years ago. We're we're past that.
0: Well, do you think that Biden should have just said like, come on, why are you asking me questions? Do you want me to win or not?
2: No, he should have just said, you know, that is a good question. And I think that what we should learn from it is that if we ignore people for too long, when we don't make these kinds of decisions at the time that they should have been made, by the time people are upset enough to start tearing things down, they're going to tear down more than what we would have wanted. So the solution is for government to
0: listen to the people more closely. You know what I heard right there? Vote Chelsea 2024. That's what I just heard. I, right. Kind of, well, we are out of time, but Chelsea, please tell people where they can find your book and give us the full title.
2: Oh, why? Thank you. Well, you can find the book on Amazon. It's called Save Yourself. Develop the financial fitness to spend in alignment with your values, not ego. Can you imagine if our government did that? Anyways. Um, but this is a personal finance book. I feel like if we all on our personal level, level get our money sh- stuff together, that maybe <laughs> collectively- we can influence each other to to do the same.
1: Thank you. And
0: uh, Tamara, I asked you this last week, what's the title of your book?
1: What would be the title of my book? I have to think of that. Uh, No book here, just a bunch of dumb (laughs) tweets. So follow me on Twitter at heytamra (laughs) underscore.
0: And definitely no book here. Definitely lots of dumb tweets, but also dumb Instagram posts. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And Thursday is over on the Popcorn Talk for Marvel Movie News at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we'll also have our friend uh, Ryan in the booth there. Uh, that is all the time we have for this week. Uh, hopefully, uh, Scott will be back with us next week. And we hope that all of you will be back with us next week. But until then, uh, have a have a safe and clean week. And we'll see you next Fourth Tuesday. of July. Yes, that too. Happy Fire birthday, America. July. You don't look a America, you don't look a day over 230.
1: <laughs> our founder Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for
2: tuning in to Afterbuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows.
0: Whatever you crave, we've
1: got it. So go to afterbuzztv.com and check out our lineup. Buzz see you later. <laughs>